Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stefan Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And welcome to another edition of Happy Hour. As always, if you choose to drink, have a drink, or whatever you choose to do, do so responsibly. Uh, what are you sipping on, Samantha? Uh, I am actually sipping on some uh, kombucha, pineapple pink guava. Ooh, nice. It's very delicious. Like you and it. your pineapple kick still going. I'm telling you, I love some pineapple. So good. I still have my frozen pineapple. So I think of things. Something could happen. <laughs> so I kind of didn't intend for this to happen, but this has become a very nerdy string of content that we're putting out. <laughs> we are coming close to Dragon Con. So we are. Maybe that's what you're doing here. Like you're gearing up for it. I think so. I think I'm in the mindset. I've got all these thoughts, all these things. I'm working on an episode suggested by Jamie about shipping and it's already long and epic and I'm very excited about very it. Very long. It is I don't know if I should thank Jamie or say why Jamie. <laughs> curse, curse Jamie's name. <laughs> Never. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but it has been it's a string of very nerdy content and that kind of got me thinking about something that I read and then a conversation I had with a friend which is what is a nerd? What does a nerd look like? So, I got to hang out with a friend I haven't seen in a very long time recently. And he he was, I had come in on him and someone else having this conversation about Barbie. And he was saying something along the lines of like, he just didn't get, he, he never collected Barbie, so he just didn't get it. Not that he didn't like it, but he just was. I was kind gonna of say, like, did he like the movie or? Yeah, no, he okay, liked did he it. Understand the movie because you know this has become a whole like litmus test on men in general. So 
Yes. No, okay. he, he got it, but he was just, it was almost like I was like a creature in the zoo. And he was like, did you have a weird Barbie? Like, you know, like all this stuff. <laughs> and, I had a weird Barbie. <laughs> I did. I definitely did. <laughs> I will say, though, my weird Barbie was based on trauma. So, which is used in a lot of like criminal shows. Oh, FYI. No. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, keep going before I take this show, this episode down. No, <laughs> oh, I love it. We should definitely come back to that. Maybe not in this one. <laughs> but, like, yes. Uh. yes um, but it, it just kind of made me laugh because he really didn't, he didn't have any experience with the, with it. And it reminded me of this article that I had popped up on um, my alerts that was from Polygon. And it was about how you never see the nerd that was depicted in Barbie, which is a kind of a 39-year-old woman who is a mom who's into kind of a more feminine, stereotypical fandom space. And that you wouldn't call that a nerd. Um, Wait, so the idea was that America Ferrara's character was supposed to be a nerd? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. And it was really fascinating because when I read it, I was like, oh, of course, yeah, she's a nerd. Like she knew all of the like Barbie facts. She knew all of the the costumes and the dates and all of that stuff. And that's sort of what a nerd is and collects, you know, these dolls maybe, um, which she like co- collecting action figures, you know, it's the same thing. But I think because our cultural understanding of a nerd for so long has been gatekept, and it's been white men and kind of the domain of what they like, which is usually more science fiction and fantasy kind of stuff, that that's what we think a nerd is. And it's definitely been reinforced by media. Also, follow-up point, women like that stuff too. Right. <laughs> women do. One of the first people I think of are doing you and Holly. Yes, yes. So I don't want to like hide that point, obfuscate that point at all. Because that has been a fight to get recognized in those spaces. But I think it also points to another issue is what we're saying is frivolous, worthy, and what's frivolous and what's worthy of like being a nerd, which kind of has like a level of um, expertise attached to it. It has definitely grown in culture, like from the 80s till today, which I think a couple of like comedies have made that differentiation of like nerds are cool now yeah <laughs> honestly yes which is i got a lot of thoughts about that um the, the article from polygon had a, a whole point that like that was like a running joke on the big bang theory was that like a girl enters a comic book shop whoa <laughs> right <laughs> and i have several instances i can think of Men saying to me with very straight faces, very seriously, oh, you're not like those other girls. You like comics or, oh, you like this. And I'm, then they ask me out on a date and I'm like, what is going on right now? Because <laughs> if, if <laughs> your, your compatibility is literally just, she knows who the Winter Soldier is. Maybe you need to rethink some things. <laughs> I love that because the, the new narrative, and I love seeing it lately, has been women coming back being like, being told you're not like other girls is not a compliment. No. Stop it. And I'm like, oh, I love this. Yes. I love this take. Let's do that. 
I do too. I do too. Oh, that that's another episode that's been sitting in my outlines for forever because we have like these very convoluted fuller system with a lot of outlines. <laughs> um, one of them is I want to talk about women who hate other women mm-hmm. uh, as like an identity trait, like as that right. as if that's a good thing. So I do think some women would hear this comp- compliment from men in, in heavy quotes and be like, oh, I'm not like those other girls. But for me, it's just like... Right, I stand out. It's very off-putting. Right. And very... Suddenly I feel like, oh, I thought we were just having a conversation about a thing we love. And now you've turned it into a power dynamic and a dating opportunity. <laughs> right. Well, I love this because, again, we're going to come back to it. I know, like later in a different episode but like i've been thinking about this with different shows because i think we're slowly getting away from that but there's still that moment of like being the girl with the boys like even though the barbie show was like all that but it still kind of had that competitiveness of being the girl with the boy whatever um and needing to be with a boy but not like they finally figured that out lots Mm -hmm. of conversation we're gonna (laughs) talk about barbie but like in the again I'm still obsessed with Korean dramas, y'all. I didn't put this in the entertainment thing, but yes, I'm still obsessed with the Korean dramas. And almost in every show, the women always come with a crew of their friends. And I love that. I'm like, I have yet to see like where the if they are without their friends or if they don't have other girlfriends, they're usually the quote unquote villain character. Mm. And I think that says a lot. And I really appreciate that. I do too. I think especially when you're looking at sitcoms like Sex and the City where it's kind of like every week there's a new dude. <laughs> yeah. But your friends are still there. Like your yeah. friends the, are going to stay. Yeah, the dudes are disposable. And don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, the Korean dramas have a lot of bad tropes. They still mm-hmm. do like pin women against women still. Mm-hmm. Like they still have that dynamic. But I love that it's not all the girls hate this one like that I've seen. I'm sure there's movies and shows out there that people are going to be like, yeah, have you seen this one? I'm, like, yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't know. <laughs> but like the ones I've seen, they always have a crew of two or three women with them mm-hmm. at all times. And I'm like, yes. That's what I love seeing. Yes. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? (laughs) Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. 
I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's been so much movement, like going back to Dragon Con. I think the last time I was there, I was very impressed, which is very sad. But I, I was like, wow, this is a much more like there are a lot more women. There are a lot more people of color. There's It's like more people feeling comfortable right. being fanish and like showcasing what they love. There's still right. a lot of huge, huge problems. Right. But th- it is getting better. And I hate that that's such a... Like in so many things like Dungeons and Dragons, I read an article about that where they're like, why is it in every depiction we see of it, it's all men playing and they're all white men and that's not what it is. That's like not the reality of what it is. And I think that's sort of the question here is like what we're thinking of when we think of nerd, there's the, it's two-pronged, I mean, it's multi-pronged, but like two main prongs is like, we're thinking of what a nerd looks like and it's this one thing and that one thing has white men gatekept and and made it feel unsafe and companies and the people behind it, like all kinds of things, made it feel unsafe, which forces people out or keeps them from ever entering in the first place. Like I didn't go into Dungeons & Dragons for a long time because I thought I would be like attacked and feel very... Like, it wouldn't be a fun thing. It would be a scary thing. <laughs> but also that, like, we've talked about in so many episodes around fangirls and geek culture and f- the fake geek girl and all this stuff, is that when something is more traditionally girly, which, by the way, a big part of this conversation is that toy companies majorly gendered toys that did not need to be gendered, but they did. Um <laughs> That it's not, it's frivolous or it's silly. It's not a nerd thing. It's gross and we shouldn't be talking about it. Which, by the way, the Barbie movie just became the first movie with a solo female director to make a billion dollars. So, seems like it's got a following. It's got its problems and we'll talk about it. But it's like, the argument they always make is that it won't make money. It just doesn't ring true. Right, right. I want to, again, we're going to talk about this, but I do want to reflect on how Greta Gerwig uh, 
there's a lot of conversations in, in what she's filmed and what she's done in the past. And I wonder how this is a built up to that. Like, it's kind of like, hmm, I'm a little wary because like I, I want to watch and see what's happening because I do want to celebrate that. That's amazing. and I hope we get to follow suit. But does that open doors for women of color? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily. Mm-hmm. And that's, hmm, again. Anyway, coming back to. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. No, there's a lot to talk about there. Um, but I think when I had this conversation with my friend and he was so perplexed by this whole thing. And I was thinking about like, yeah, it is such a, it's such a fanish. It can be like, yeah, you collect these dolls, you collect these costumes. I wasn't really into Barbie but I was super into My Little Pony. And I uh, I always think about this essay I read forever ago um, that was like, My Little Pony wasn't seen as a real fandom until men entered it right. and they were bronies and right. they, they take up all the space. And it's like, but I've been here this whole time. I've been here this right. whole time. <laughs> Why is it now just valid? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of gendered stuff going on here beyond what we're going to get into. Because, for instance, it is acceptable for, like, me to play with, um, like, Marvel toys. That's, that, that's almost viewed by society as a step up. Like, okay. But for, like, girls to play with My Little Ponies or for boys to play with My Little Ponies, that's seen as a step down. Um, like there, it's a clear to me differentiation between what we value and what we think is better. So there's that. Also, though, I hadn't really thought about this, even though I've talked about it on the show. Uh, you really don't see many older women, and America Ferrera wasn't even that old, but like you don't see older women who are fans of things in our entertainment that often, especially moms. Unless they're that crazy old lady. Yes. Like crazy exactly. cat lady or... Like cringe-worthy. Right. She might be a stalker level. Or she's a hoarder. Or she's a hoarder. And so that got me thinking about it because I have had... I have sent texts at like 3 a.m. Like, what's it going to say when I'm 40 and I'm still cosplaying? <laughs> like, what does that mean about me? <laughs> I go to Dragon Con and most of the people are they're all over 20 something so <laughs> yeah. like they're like late 20s and older so also you can't really afford it unless you got mom, mama's money <laughs> true daddy's money somebody's money true but I did think that was interesting because it was just another example of how we've really like I think it would be more we would not be as I don't want to say surprise. I don't feel like I was surprised, but it wouldn't feel so new if I saw an older man uh, being a fan and being really fanish, especially around something that's more in that kind of masculine sphere. It's true. We don't really see that many women, older women doing that. Right. I wonder if part of that is because society sets up for the women not to be able to have hobbies yeah. anyway mm-hmm. uh, because they are so busy and then tired. Yes, yes. I thought about that too, because there's a kind of infamous in fandom communities um, knowledge 
it's not <laughs> it's not true, but there's like an understanding that women age out of fandom by 25. Most women are done by then, which I would right. assume uh, has to do with that kind of like, maybe that's when you're starting a family. Maybe that's when you're doing X, Y, Z. But I also think like the gatekeeping part is a big part of it. And I think right. while I do think nerds have become more acceptable, like they're more, they went mainstream. I don't think women have, women nerds have, but men, male nerds have. So that that's like more acceptable. And I feel like this could be me projecting. Um, well, it's also kind of that conversation in like the bodies, like women, there's not been a love for mom bodies. Like yes. that's not a thing. Yes. Uh, <laughs> as where dad bodies were celebrated to that point. Like and, yes. and being told, again, this is attraction. This is that level. But like women are like, no, we really don't like over the top masculine Men, yeah. That's more of a threat to us <laughs> than anything else. Mm -hmm. uh, but all that to say is they also get more time. Again, those standards are so different on like what people think is attractive and, and what isn't. Yeah. And then being playing by those rules. Right. And I, I mean, there is such a toxic fandom culture of, you know, like there's been so many stories about harassment that make you feel unsafe. There's... The fact that, I mean, most of our, at conventions at least, most of the characters you're celebrating are white men. So are you going to, like, gender swap or race swap? But also, I feel like there's a, there's this idea that is still hanging on that a woman who is a nerd, like, the expectations are different. For men, if they're a nerd, it's sort of that like sitcom-y, like the wife is just nagging at me when I just want to go do, build my like Lego sets. I'm sorry, that's very stereotypical, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I want to go just do my thing and they're nagging at me. Whereas for women, I do think there is this idea of like, well, she's, shouldn't she be getting a family? Shouldn't she be doing that? Like, why is she wasted? Like, she should be moved on from that childish stuff by now, even though men are still doing it. Like there's some kind mm -hmm. of, like you're still... The idea is still you're trying to attract this dude. Right. Um. <laughs> but then you also became the caretaker. So you sh why are you wasting time with yeah. that when you should be caring for your husband and taking care of your house? Yes. Yes. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. 
In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's something... Like I'm having trouble articulating it, but there's there feels like there's this thing where women feel like they have to give it up where men don't, where they right. feel like, well, then this will make me seem even if I'm only 25, which is what the age is. And that, that thing people repeat all the time is that I'm not of marriageable quality. Something is weird or off about me. I'm too old to be doing this. And so I won't attract um, a man and this very heteronormative understanding and I don't I don't know I, I feel like that's that's at play here I feel like there's some I feel like it's a lot of oh I'm gonna be harassed maybe I have been I have <laughs> left because of it I don't feel comfortable or safe there but also what if people think I'm strange. I'm an old woman at 25 still doing her Star Wars cosplay. Right. But also (laughs) think about what is given to them to be a child thing, child's obsession. When you have a little girl, you see kitchen sets and playing house and playing these things that by the time that you're older, you should be able to do that. So those kind of novelties are gone. That's not a a hobby you want anymore. Unless you're hobby shopping and that's, you better have the money. But like that, (laughs) again, that that level and then also the cost of some of the things that are collectibles, women do not, did not for the longest time have the disposable income to do so Mm -hmm. or were allowed to have disposable income Mm -hmm. to do so. So that has changed vastly. And then you have boys who get all the toys from jump from like small cars that they get as they're growing older, but then they collect actual cars. Like I'm not collecting groceries. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I love food, but uh-huh. that's not my, right. like I said, it's kind of a hobby. To eat. 
But you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like that level of like nerdery, what you see, what you don't. Again, yeah. this whole premise of like heteronormative idea of the household is that the wife is at home cooking. You come mm-hmm. home from, the man comes home from work, gets given a beer and he gets to sit down and watch his TV or go mm-hmm. to his man cave or whatever, whatnot, which I really mm-hmm. hate those phrases, mm-hmm. to continue with their hobby while she is prepping your food and getting the house clean or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And because a lot of the households still uphold that, even though now the women have the job as well, in that heteronormative idea, you've lost <laughs> lost a lot of love. Things get taken away from you, whether it's because you're tired, whether it's because uh, you're traumatized by something, or whether it's because you're told it's not for you. Like, things get yeah. taken away. And I think that's more likely to happen with women than it is with men. Yeah, that's a great point. Because a lot of um, women's toys especially are very... Like, you're a mom. You have to take care of this baby. Or, like, you're a mom. You have to go cook or something. Like, and I enjoyed some of those toys when I was a kid. But for sure, I bet when you get older and you're actually doing those things, you're like, you know what? I don't want this anymore. <laughs> I don't want this. Don't give me this anymore. This is not this. a fun playtime thing for right. me anymore. Well, and then, like, if you think about Barbie... America Ferreira's character. She works at the Barbie company. She's doing designs and she's doing these things. But by the time she gets home, she's taking care of her kid and cleaning the house. Mm-hmm. This, like, you don't have time. Because, like, I'm thinking about drawing. It's one of those things. Like, people who are amazing at drawings, they quit because they have other things to do because yeah. it's not seen as uh, legitimate. Yeah. Even if you're talented. Yeah. That's a good point, too. I think that, I think the whole... The time, and and that can go beyond just like what time is actually left in the day. It could also just be like you're stressed because you had to deal with all of this like patriarchy nonsense and you're too tired to do anything anymore. I mean, for me, when I was working in the world of DJJ, and don't get me wrong now, I'm in a habit, but like for the longest time, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything after I came home from work. I just stopped. And I would just sit and watch whatever I could and hope not to move. Maybe I'll I'll make something, but I'm done. I'm do- like it was so done. Whether I was on the road all day, whether I'm still working, whether I'm thinking about cases or whatnot. And then with that type of, I I didn't have children to feed. I didn't have a you know a partner to care for necessarily. Like there wasn't that I had a dog, but like you know like that <laughs> yeah. that's such a whole thing. And so by the time you come home, all you're ready to do is go to bed. Like essentially like sitting down till it's time for bed because you know you're so tired yeah. that you can't, don't have that time. Yeah, and women are more likely to do kind of those empathetic draining yeah. jobs like that. And then, like, final note, uh, I love how these always get so much deeper than I thought they would. Uh, I also just want to acknowledge um, nerd culture has not had the greatest reputation when it comes to women. I immediately think of Revenge of the Nerds, in which a joke was that this woman got raped by a nerd. So it's, I feel like there's a, there's a lot of damage that has been done and a lot of that has remained. And I totally understand why, where I've heard like some of my friends be like, oh, that's, that's just dudes being, this I don't want this and that's fair (laughs) Um, but also it is changing there is so much more and I think that we should acknowledge that a nerd doesn't belong to this one type it doesn't look this one way you're Um, a nerd 
I am very I love much you. a huge nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I am a huge I still have my my little ponies. <laughs> I should give them away. It would be so much nicer. Why? I love them so much. <laughs> I was going to say, why? <laughs> Just donate. I should have, like a kid could play with them, but I'm always like, see, that's, again, this is why women don't have collectibles. That's true. We care. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. Just keep it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm not kidding, but you know what I mean. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I am generalizing. Well, all right. Cheers to you, Samantha. Cheers. Yes. Um, and if you have any thoughts about this, I would love to hear about it. Uh, you can email us at stephaniemomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram and TikTok at stephanevertoldyou. You. We also have a Public store and... We have a book, audiobook, and a physical book. It's coming out soon. You can pre-order it, though, at stephyoushouldreadbooks.com. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Christina, our executive producer, Maya, and our contributor, Joey. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I've Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.